0: like if someone gave you a saxophone and your response was to start hammering strings into it while just snarling, I want a guitar, you know, (laughs) like (laughs) not seeing the the simple path ahead of you. It's like if someone gave you friggin' a a ready-made, like a freshly made apple pie and you threw it in the blender because you're like, well, I really want apple juice. Like... (laughs) taking the 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 illogical path of most resistance while ignoring not only the world around you but the, literally the evidence that is sitting right in your hands of what to do next what's going on down there Wrestling's just dumb. Anyway, hello, welcome to WTF at TFW. Hi, Seth. How you doing?
1: Hi. I haven't watched wrestling in months.
0: Me neither. Well, not I've not been new quiet wrestling. About it. I, I I I peek in on their YouTube channel now and then on the E and uh, and look at the silly Japanese stuff and peek back in on the E and it looks really stupid. and I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna go somewhere else again for a bit. Uh, It's a shame. (laughs) Trying to hammer square pegs into a flat wall while everyone's telling you the wall with the holes in it is over there to your left. (laughs) Uh, Becky Lynch, if you know what we're talking about. We're here to talk about Transformers. Uh, Seth, welcome once again. Hi. where We're talking about Transformers. Seth, we got us us a weird little news item that I wanted to cover because it's got just enough news to talk about it for a bit, but not enough news to talk about it for a while. Okay. Because we got no photos to go with this,
1: but... I almost said "good," but then I was like, is it, but is, I don't that's not how I feel." I got to bail a lot of this and try to bend <laughs> it into something else.
0: I actually want photos. I would like to know what any of this looks like. <laughs> uh, from uh, from Midtown Comics, we saw listings added for the first wave of Siege, the Next Generations line, and it added in a couple names, namely a bunch of Decepticon names. Uh, after all the talk about how all the Wave 1 stuff they showed, uh, like oh, what show was it? San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, how it, it was all Autobots. And it was like, where are the Decepticons? Turns out there are Decepticons in Wave 1. They just didn't have any there. They were hiding. Yeah, deceptively. Uh, so, the Micromaster size class. The evil Micromasters are the Airstrike Patrol. So it's going to be a couple evil jets. Um, and that's that seems pretty straightforward, given how the other Micromasters looked. Uh, at the battlemaster size, like the little ones who turn into weapons, uh, they're going to have Blowpipe, who was Trigger Happy's target master, so he's probably going to be a figure that turns into a gun, like uh, like Fire Drive um, that we already saw. At the Voyager size class. Um, oh, no, I, skipped, I skipped deluxes because... Oh, no, that's how this news story is written. Okay, well, the Voyager size class, there's going to be a Megatron. Guess what? Wave 1 is going to have Voyager Optimus and Voyager Megatron. Given how Optimus looked, I bet you Megatron's going to look a whole lot like G1, and he's going to turn into a tank that has, like, an extra window or something, so it's alien. Uh, it's probably going to be fine. Um, and then uh, the, the two big ones, though, are the deluxe class. We're getting Skytread, which is the name that we use now for flywheels. Uh, given that we just had Battle Trap, and I saw XV on Twitter trying to ask if if he, he was remembering correctly that Battle Trap was originally potentially going to be a two-figure deluxe. Uh, hey, maybe they're going to do that for uh, Flywheel's Skytread. And at the leader class, they are announcing, or they've revealed, a Shockwave. And given what Ultra Magnus does, maybe Shockwave has also got some kind of cool, like, small-figure-into-armor gimmick. Uh, that, that definitely fits in with a thing I can't really talk about right now due to spoilers. Uh, oh. but Hey, who knows? Um, it's like
1: comic book spoilers or
0: yeah, uh. but, uh, Seth, let's, let's, let's go through this a bit. I mean, like I, I don't have much to say about an airstrike patrol where I can't even see photos of them. Like the, the headliner of the news story shows the G1 artwork for them. They are black and purple jets. Like. I'm expecting it will be probably the one over on the left and then either the one next to him or the one over on the right. Those seem like a two-pack to me as far as color palettes go. That's all I can really think of.
1: Yeah. um, Sticking with Shockwave, though.
0: Yeah. um, If Ultra
1: Magnus is a combination of... uh, R I D and G one styles. What if uh Shockwave ended up being like a combination of animated and G one?
0: That would be cool. And
1: what if he has a little like long arm
0: mini mode? That would be a really cool way to use that gimmick. Cause I mean it looks like the leader toys. I mean I'm hoping the leader toys just continue that evolutions gimmick because it's a good gimmick. Uh That would be kind of cool if it was, like, a little long arm who would then, like, plug into a spaceship and turn into a big shockwave. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm into that. It
1: probably won't be that, but what if it was?
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, we don't have photos, right? So who's going to prove us wrong right here and now? By the
1: time this comes out, there (laughs) will be photos.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to make sure the photos... act Because I want to see photos, so I'm going to invoke Murphy's Law. I'm going to try to force it. Uh, I don't think that's what Murphy's Law is. (laughs) It is when you're trying to be more clever than Murphy. I also want to point out, because wrote this in the news story, and it's true. If they do have this nice-looking leader-class shockwave, then he would probably go really well with that leader-class soundwave from Titans Return, and the leader-class Megatron and Starscream from Combiner Wars. He'd have the leader-class Decepticon leaders, all at roughly the same price point and scale, and... That would be a really... Like, already, Megatron, Starscream, and Soundwave from Generations Leader Toys look interesting as a trio um, when you put them next to, like, the Masterpiece versions. Like, because they're all big, there's a sort of, like, masterpiece light esque quality to them. Not, like, as far as how they, you know, look and feel, but just as far as they are big versions of G1 Decepticons in a G1-ish style. So it'd be cool if if, uh, Shockwave kind of fit into that group. Um... Also, new Shockwave toys like that's always exciting because Shockwave's cool. Yeah, I'm down with Shockwave. Yeah. Well, um, let's let's the other, the other notable one, I guess, like Megatron, uh, as far as like you know big leadery toys. Like we're getting this this Optimus Prime who looks all like G1 Optimus and is apparently quite posable, uh, and also is not a masterpiece toy and thus is not like you know a hundred or three hundred dollars. It would certainly be cool if the Megatron could fit into that um framework as well. Like you know if this robot mode just looks a very g one and is very posable uh it'd be kind of neat um kind of kind of i guess fulfilling a function if you really want to say it uh so you could have like these two thirty dollar toys that can fulfill your nostalgia thing if you don't want to drop masterpiece money um unfortunately without photos like this all just goes straight into speculation again so, i mean I would bet you a dollar that Megatron turns into a tank. That's I think that's it. a
1: safe bet.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> Um and I I guess I'm just really excited about SkyTread because I'm convinced he's going to work like BattleTrap. I'm convinced it's going to be two Legends toys that combine. Uh I don't think I'd get like mad if it wasn't. Um cuz I think I think Flywheels as long as the robot mode looks fine, him turning into like sort of a jetish tankish blob kind of works so I, I wouldn't be mad about that but i would certainly be way more excited if you worked like battle trap and was straight yeah. up at a tank and a jet um seth sounds like you're kind of down for some flywheels sky treading as well
1: oh i don't know if i'm down for it i gotta see what they actually are gonna look like
0: down with the sickness down with the sky treadness down with Johnny the treads down with the, fl- fl- I'm trying to stick flywheels and sickness together, it's just not working. No, I wouldn't imagine that it would. No, I I, <laughs> I saw the S's and I thought, nah, no, this will be easy, but it's just me saying two words next to each other. Um, Good so, effort, though. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so this is, I think this is good news. It means that Wave 1 of Siege is going to be nicely loaded on both sides. It's going to have uh, a lot of real, like, like, Ultra Magnus looks great. Once you get over the dumbass vehicle mode, Optimus looks pretty good. And so if there are counterpart toys at those size classes, uh, it seems like Wave 1 could turn out pretty well. Um, unless, of course, the Decepticon toys suck, which we don't know because we haven't seen them. <laughs> uh Seems like a pretty good hypothesis that these, at least a couple of these, may well get revealed in October at New York Comic Con because that fits with the pattern. So uh, hopefully in you know two months we'll know what they look like. But um, until then, let's stay fingers crossed. Uh, Seth, until then, well we'll finish this listener question before October. But we do have a listener question from Rexidus. Uh, Who says, good morning, afternoon, or indeterminate time of day, you find folks at the transforming table. Brian is back once again, asking something to entertain my ears holes. I was just listening to episode 512, and in the discussion of a Decepticon infiltration team, it was lamented that despite them being called Decepticons, they don't have very many who would be good at infiltrating a planet or society uh, i always get a big kick when you creative people create some new characters so my question is such if you were creating a, a new group of decepticons around the theme of a team adept at infiltration what would you do what alt modes would they have how many members would there be do they combine have fun with the brainstorming kurik um well, i mean obviously they have to combine and uh, like the last time we came up with a team, I think it's like you know we'll each come up with one. We'll say this is a two-person combiner, I guess. But like <laughs> Seth, like like a Decepticon who actually infiltrates, like well, I, I think alt mode would be the place to start. But like, what do you think?
1: Well, are we infiltrating the planet? Uh, the planet Earth? Let's just say yeah. Like, are as we an thinking example. Earth stuff?
0: I'm thinking, let's think Earth stuff and assume we're in a sci-fi universe where you would just add extra windows and it would be like, you know, planet Xevious's stuff or like, you know, planet uh, Exotron's stuff. Change the windows for X's. It's planet hmm.
1: Um Well, then it depends on what they're infiltrating. If uh, they're doing some corporate espionage, then maybe they're like the office cons and they turn to office things. I like Like the way Dun Laserbeak did in the one movie.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm into the idea of the infiltration team not turning into friggin' combat vehicles, because I think that probably would help them infiltrate mm-hmm. if they don't turn into tanks. <laughs> uh so yeah, like small I'm thinking I don't yeah, small stuff. Um I'm even thinking like maybe like a just like a medium sized Decepticon and a small Decepticon, almost like like a duo or maybe the way they combines one of them just turns into a into an arm for the other one, like a big power arm. Uh, I'm into asymmetrical arms this month, just an aesthetic thing.
1: Well, if they're trying to get into an office environment to to do some espionage, hacking sort of stuff, then one of the old tricks you'd have to update it because they wouldn't be a floppy disk anymore. I wouldn't think yeah. so. Maybe a thumb drive. So one of them turns into a thumb drive labeled payroll.
0: Yeah. And that he gets should,
1: dropped in a like that's, a, his,
0: that's his name. He, his name should be payroll. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he gets just dropped in the lobby and then then some employee comes along and goes, Ooh, I want to spy on all my coworkers and see how much money they make. That's juicy. Let me take this upstairs to my cubicle and plug it into my computer.
0: Oh, okay, I just had an idea. Okay, payroll's partner. Uh Okay. Let's say I'm trying to think what's a cool word for courier. Like some of the, uh, you mean cooler
1: than courier? Courier is a pretty good word.
0: Courier is a pretty good word. Okay, cur- yeah, courier and payroll. Okay. So, let's say courier uh is like kind of a kind of gangly like protoform looking uh, Decepticon lady, who like just dresses up like a like a friggin' FedEx delivery d- delivery person and like has the hat the hat on like pulled real low, right over all the kind of like funny looking metal stuff, and just drops off payroll because no one ever looks to delivery people in the eye. They just, they look at the clipboard, they look at the thing they have to sign. Uh, and then like payroll's alt mode is one of those like. You know how, like, rich office people always have, like, all the kind of fancy pants, non-car ways to get around, so they try to get some more exercise because they're in an office all day? Like a Segway? I'm thinking a fold—you know those fold-up bicycles? Okay. Like those like fold, those bicycles that fold in two places?
1: Well, you know what's really popular right now and causing a, a lot of problems in the Bay Area are uh, e-scooter companies—
0: is that is that basically electric bicycles, or is that different from electric bicycles? No,
1: you, you remember the the razor scooter fad? Yes. So now make them thicker with an electric motor.
0: Okay, that actually gives us the mass for a reasonable like yeah, you know, turning into a kind of thin, gangly robot. Yeah, what- like
1: five hundred of those companies appeared in the Bay Area like overnight. Oh man! And then within a week, every city was like, stop doing this because all these idiots are not wearing helmets and they're riding on the sidewalk knocking over old ladies
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay all right (laughs) it's an e-scooter is what it's called yeah okay so so courier. very
1: divisive so that's a good thing for a villain to be
0: yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, okay, so so Courier, she turns into an e-scooter, because this is the idea I had, is she turns into, like, some kind of small vehicle, and then, like, she's got, like, power armor chilling out on the sidewalk that's basically a Vespa that her smaller form can slip into. Or ride in robot mode. Or ride in robot mode, yeah. So, like, she's riding the thing in robot mode, as you know, while in disguise. If she's got to, like, just take off her little, like, e-scooter mode, like, the Vespa splits in half, like, a pretender shell and closes up over the e-scooter. Uh, and then, like, she's turned into, into this sort of gangly-looking robot thing, but then the Vespa can, like, turn into a friggin', like, full-on power armor suit, opens up, she jumps inside, and then, like, I'm thinking... Payroll mass shifts like payroll has a robot mode but then like the way they combine payroll like his USB stick form mass shifts up to be like the size of a baseball bat and just like unfolds and transforms over one of the power armor arms as like a giant claw and then if she doesn't have the Vespa armor she's just wielding a baseball bat sized USB stick like a baseball bat and this is for yeah. hitting people
1: and she's mash or he's mass shifting in media like in uh, the comics or cartoons or whatnot. Yeah. But the toy, um, the the USB stick is is life size. It's one to one. Yeah. Is one to one. So when it turns into the ball bat, then she could still hold it. Yep. And it's a functional USB drive. We're bringing back, um, the whatever that label. device label. Yeah.
0: I'm actually friggin' into this idea. I think this happens all the time, but I'm friggin' into this idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, courier and uh, and and payroll, payroll. Um, they're hackers because they're not really combining so much as it is just every everything's armoring up on courier. But like if they if there was going to be a name for that combined form, like what's some kind of corporate ass word? Uh oh, <laughs> just c- synergy right that's a corporate word yeah or is synergize like the battle call before they combine together
1: yeah i see synergize as a terrible battle call um which means it's perfect yeah um let's see terrible corporate name so there's like corporate headhunters i don't know if you do headhunter headhunter
0: would be a pretty cool name for the combined mode like, it's, like, headhunter form, and, like, headhunter is the, like... That's the subgroup these two are agents of, or the Decepticon headhunters. Yeah. I'm into this. Uh Also, I'm into the idea that, like, part of what they're doing is they are straight-up doing, like, corporate espionage stuff. Like, instead of, like, stealing, you know, gasoline and coal or, like, direct fuel resources, they're, like, doing deals with a shell company they, they're they're controlling. uh yeah yeah instead
1: of just bum rushing the hydro dam, they're diverting um natural gas lines or something
0: yeah or and then like or they're doing like they're doing like insider trading they're like selling the company a bunch of garbage alien tech that looks fancy that doesn't even do anything uh this is like all kinds of brokerage stuff like I'm into this a lot, yeah. And this is all deceptive. This is all working with the name Decepticon.
1: They should hire
0: us. They friggin' should. Or some third party Cons- companies should hire as consultants. us. At least hire us to come up with cool toy ideas that aren't a bunch of screen caps from a G one cartoon. Yeah, I'd buy this toy. Seems like a cool toy.
1: Yeah, unless they blow it.
0: Yeah, in which case, we wouldn't work with them again, because they would be the company that blew our idea. Like a bunch of jerks.
1: How could Unless they? they get Takahashi Kunrunro to work on it, and he just phones it in.
0: Speaking of which, thank you for the listener question, Rexidus. I genuinely enjoyed that. <laughs> we talked about um, Kunihiro-san last time we were I recording. I mispronounced his name. It's actually Takahashi-san, Kunihiro is his last name. I messed that up uh but there were two more chunks of interview with them and uh chunky interviews i found these way more not not to say that that first one wasn't interesting it just seemed to be all about revenge of the fallen optimus prime it turns out that it literally was uh these other two parts touched on a lot more stuff um so seth let's talk let's talk about part two first part two is there's a lot of stuff in part two and a lot of it is design oh, process man. stuff and we, we could have done to... this
1: like a tarantino movie and gone to three and then finished with two like a tarantino movie
0: i uh, you know tarantino did it already we're gonna do this we're gonna be original in that we do this the but old-fashioned it way been an homage well now it's uh what is it? it's a process instead of a homage uh so the, the the main things i took out of this part 2 is like you know, there's a lot of design process here and there's there's cool stuff but uh it seems like like studio series blackout uh, there's a lot of cool tidbits about that toy in here um like like kunihiro says that he when he saw how it transformed on screen he was actually quite taken with the animation and wanted to wanted to represent that um apparently Sikorsky very readily approved the toy and we're like surprised and happy to see how it turned out so that's kind of cool um and uh he he wanted the like he wanted the transformation to be doable but also work like it did in the movie I can confirm that's how I felt messing with the thing I also like the way that this is translated Kunihiro said blackout has a terribly complicated shape you can't make out completely even though you're watching the movie (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like that's uh is that like that's a all the characters <laughs> <laughs> uh so th- there's a lot about blackout in here i kind of liked um and he he also uh mentioned that like he it turns out he also was the designer he wasn't just the designer of that revenge of the fallen leader optimus he was also the designer of revenge of the fallen voyager megatron uh And he mentions that, like, the feet on the Megatron toys never looked right because none of them actually knew what the Megatron looked like in the movie when they were working on the toys. They had images. Um, And apparently he may or may not have straight up apologized for the hole that's going through the side of Studio Series Megatron. There is one. And it's actually kind of cool to hear the designer go like, yeah. That that just happened. That's a shame. Like that, I wish the Hasbro guys could say anything remotely negative about the work they've done. Because it doesn't have to be that it, it <laughs> failed. It could just be like acknowledging, yeah, that hole there. If we had some more budget, I'd probably have built some flaps in. But you know how it is. It's uh, it, it's it's a pretty it's some pretty good tidbits in here. Um, studio series is 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 kind of the second feature of part two. Um, you know, surprise jazz was difficult to design because he has a very small robot mode. Um, apparently Kunihiro-san, uh, Takahashi-san, that is, uh, Takashi-san, uh, does not like making toys that are hard to play with and mentions that in Revenge of the Fallen, he feels he put too much emphasis on making everything look accurate, which resulted in transformations that were too complicated for quite a few of the projects or of the products. Revenge of the Fallen, I remember the Hasbro guys were even able to say that those toys were were a bit too much. Um, so that that really is like a... That's a milestone in Transformers for good and bad reasons. Um yeah, I
1: remember or- uh I remember um uh one of one of my nephews, uncles on the other side yeah. of the family getting him one of those Revenge of the Fallen figures for his birthday one year when he was like three. Uh-huh. And I was like I was like, I could barely figure these damn things out. <laughs> I am like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then like a a few weeks later talking to my brother and him being like what why are transformers so complicated now because it took me like almost an hour to transform that thing for the kid (laughs) and i'm like i don't know man it's all i don't know why he got him that (laughs) these aren't for the. these are way too complicated
0: yeah revenge of the fallen man that's that's some early podcast era that's when it like revenge of the fallen felt really good at the time uh, and then like, once he started hitting some of the ones where it's like, there was just no ceiling on them, like Mixmaster, the cement truck. That was like, I think when that line, like at the time when more people were starting to go like, what is going on with some of these toys? Yeah. <laughs> um, Seth, was there anything else in, in part two that was kind of sticking out to you? Uh, cause this, this was kind of the first half of this is a bit of a slog getting through all those bullet points. There's a lot of very high level design stuff being talked about
1: yeah um like he kind of mentions working with hasbro a little bit Mm -hmm. Uh, doesn't seem to have much to say about his hasbro counterparts is kind of the vibe that i got from the bullet points maybe that's just how it translated into bullet points
0: yeah i think Um, because it was like for a japanese magazine there probably wasn't there's it was probably like mentioned but the focus was not being put on hasbro very much
1: yeah and like i I wouldn't expect it, but I almost got the vibe of, like, yeah, that's something we have to do. Like they'll send us stuff and then we figure it out, sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Then is this the one that had the line about a uh, stuff being for kids, or was that in the last part?
0: I thought it was this one, but I think it actually is the other one. I'm going to go double check.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to skim through a little bit.
0: No, no, it is in this one. I read there, that line. Was that? yeah i think it was gonna... in the
1: middle i think it was somewhere <laughs> oh, in is, the middle yeah, more design Just, yeah, info. So ultimately
0: much. he thinks toys are basically children's things oh gosh the oh, designer gosh. of masterpiece movie uh barricade uh <laughs> thinks toys are basically children's things
1: he thinks we're a bunch of man children babies
0: I, uh, I I think it's really healthy that he, he's maintaining that line while still clearly caring a lot about his job and, like, his <laughs> vocation. Because, it, like, right above that, the bullet point right above that, I think, sort of bounces off of that, where he's like, it's okay if two, two designs are designed similarly. Though that may be the case, sometimes the products end up completely different, despite the transformations being the same. He thinks that's kind of fun. Um and then, like that plus the the children's things bullet point right afterwards to me is like that seems like a very healthy way to think when you're doing this job since friggin like it's like we'll get to this in part three like he he may well have had a hand i think it said he 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 had a hand in g1 hot rod um so this dude's been around for a very long time <laughs>
1: uh yeah but then a couple points down he's talking about Uh, in the old days, most transformer toys could stand their could stand and their arms moved, whereas now the whole body moves. He laughed and said, "If the waist does not move, you will get angry." Yeah,
0: he's
1: right. Yeah, I wonder (laughs) if there's a little bit of like, oh boy, back in the old days, like we were literally making stuff just for kids, and it was like, take what you get, kid. And now it's like. the waist doesn't move then all these nerds are gonna yell at me
0: <laughs> yeah and i'm i'm one of the ones who always brings up waist joints when i feel like one could have fit in there so i'm part of the problem <laughs> yeah uh well it's also kind of cool that that's actually my one of my favorite sections of, of part two of the interview translations because it's not only that he also says like um because this is about whether you know designs have changed with the times and he says the method of screwing plastic together hasn't changed but he sees that advancing in the future with new hardware like literally screwing pieces of plastic together that's kind of cool to hear because that is something that has not really changed much like if you've disassembled modern toys and if you've disassembled toys from the 80s the way that screws are set in there is very much the same um And that seems like that could be a future tech thing. Like if screws maybe don't have to be as long or if they figure out some way to to like jigsaw them in instead of like need them to be at least like an inch or so long. I don't know. Um, He also mentioned. Everything's just going to be 3D printed. Yeah, there's no more screws. And it'll be
1: printed with the screw already in
0: it. (laughs) They'll use the metal printer in conjunction with the plastic printer. to Print the screw right in there. Uh, he, he also mentions parts are designed to pop off when, when pressure is, is applied. For example, when transforming the toy wrong, uh, they are designed to be that way at the drawing stage. So that's kind of cool too. Like, so I think sometimes it's been hypothesized. Maybe that's something they come up with like during production or like when the test yeah. shots are being made. And if it is actually part of the hand drawn, like grid paper stuff they're doing, that seems really cool to me that they can think that far ahead. Um, so check out part two of the interview. Uh, there are a lot of really good. It's just very dense info about the the uh, design and pre production side of Transformers, and some cool tidbits about Studio Series.
1: Yeah, and he mentioned that there's about fourteen people on the team.
0: It's nuts. That is between nuts.
1: between the two companies. <laughs> yeah. Which at first, my first thought was that doesn't seem like nearly enough. And then my second thought was, well, maybe it is enough. And then my third thought was, I have no idea why. Why am I even trying to second guess it?
0: <laughs> it's like you know what? Maybe if,
1: maybe they're overstaffed. I don't know.
0: <laughs> here's how we know it's enough: Transformers are still coming out, so, yeah. <laughs> so it's got to be enough. But th- like for it to be like combined between both countries uh, and both companies, like that's still nuts to me. Like just 14 people, and that like you know someone like like uh, Takashi-san has like worked on what 400 transformers himself it's like that's that's a friggin body of work uh and i'm really glad we're finding out more about like you know whose names are attached to what designs, so we can better appreciate that stuff um which is a big part of part three where he's asked about um he says he's designed about 400 transformers to date as of like 2014 he'd already done 300 Uh, he started designing Transformers during his second year at Takara. He worked on some of the Brave series, like Gaugaigar and went full-time on Transformers since Beast Wars Neo. Um, so I I just really want to touch on this, his top five favorite Transformers. Uh, I might have misunderstood this. I'm not sure if these are all ones he has designed, although he has design notes on all of them except for one. So I'm assuming he worked on all five of these. Um... Which is nuts, if that's the case, because, like, the list is G1 Hot Rod, Beast Machines Night Viper, Universe Henke Cyclonus, uh, Arms Micron, the Prid version, uh it's like the second deluxe, Viacon, and Masterpiece Movie Barricade. Night Viper and the Viacon are what I would consider to be, like, tentpole milestone figures in each of their respective lines that have, like, n- very little to do with each other. Uh... Except for one thing I I realized when I was writing these names down. So, on G1 Hot Rod, the thing he mentions that was a big highlight was figuring out how to get the legs to look separate while still being, you know, G1 stable. And so they slide down diagonally. So it's a leg thing. Night Viper's whole thing is an incredible leg transformation. Uh cyclonus the big thing is the nose cone disappears but also cyclonus pulled off getting those slender g1 legs to happen the Viacon's legs eat the entire alt mode and barricade has the best legs of any barricade toy since 2007 this dude does legs really well whether or not he means to or not (laughs) uh on on the voyager studio series megatron he fixed the legs 07 leader optimus from uh, revenge of the fallen has some of the best legs on a movie optimus toy this dude's real good at legs he's a leg man he's 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 a legman whether he knows it or not um wasn't cyclonus the first
1: to do the leg thing where the uh the shin like the below the knee part yeah opens up and then uh closes back down
0: unless someone's calling us on it and i invite you to please dear listener i am pretty sure you're right uh if it wasn't
1: the first it was one of the first
0: yeah, because Cyclonus was almost like the prototype of that, where they didn't reclose over the legs, but they still pull. Because I remember that trick was super friggin' fresh to us at the time—the leg trick and the nose cone trick. Like that—that's why that toy is so legendary. Uh, yeah. This 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 guy's body of work is incredible. And like when you look at these five toys, assuming he designed Night Viper and if he didn't then this is confirmation bias up up the wazoo you know whatever these are five very respectable toys like hot rod is one of the highlights of that era of the G1 line like the G1 hot rod toy is beloved uh it is it is arguably one of the best of the toys designed from the ground up for transformers the movie um it's, it's incredible seeing you know the if you look at through these pictures like seeing the progression of of what this dude did like this, the, the story, like the Viacon toy. I remember the first time I messed with it and I was just staring at how just the legs had inhaled 30% of the car mode. And he was talking about how, what does he say here? He found the Viacon design looked like it was from Evangelion, but with big boots. So when trying to design the upper body of the toy to be slender, he put all the extra part in the feet, the proportions of the figure ended up by chance and were a result of the transformation since it's angular had it been a round body kunihiro says there would have been gaps like this is incredible uh because that toy is like mathematically perfect um so yeah i I, I was i was doing backflips at these two parts of the interview like these are (laughs) these are like like that first part about optimus was fine but especially this part three like getting to see getting getting to attach a name to to more transformers toys uh and then seeing the through line that exists in them is is like tickling every friggin' bone that i got right now as a collector like uh i really enjoyed this um seth it i what i'm gonna ask you is i I guess you're not all that into the night viper train you had a moment with with the word night viper oh i
1: was trolling you off mike
0: oh yeah Um, okay (laughs) i was maybe throwing you to the wolves and going like hey everyone this guy here doesn't like night viper
1: (laughs) well no like i remember um when gog dog was on the show and he got a night viper yeah and it like was like a life altering moment for him and he was super into it so um, yeah it was just my jerkiness to (laughs) to scoff at the mention of night viper's name even though he's not here to be the victim of my trolling (laughs) (laughs)
0: um for those of you out there who may be listening who weren't around for beast machines and may not have messed with this toy night viper is one of the beast machines toys to get a hold of uh it is it is an incredible toy that does things that almost no other transformer has done since uh it it's one of the most it's like you look at Karada from Beast Wars Neo and think well I guess that thing's cool uh it's a snake transformer however did they do that Night Viper just like sits on Karada he doesn't do anything nastier he just sits on him cuz he's like no Karada's my chair cuz I do this better Um Yeah oh man I wish my Night Viper was here in Toronto I need to get another one Um Seth was there anything uh...
1: <laughs> or just wait for an opportunity to retrieve the one you have
0: that's that i'm not patient enough <laughs> i need bi-coastal karatas i maybe did bi-coastal galaxy force optimuses already so i'm i'm already i've gone down this path uh <laughs> seth was there anything in this in this part three that stuck out to you at all
1: Um uh, no the part three was like way more focused and i think we kind of talked about everything but yeah i,
0: I kind of gushed out there but it's I had just read it about an hour before we recorded, so I was like, "This, this is fresh gush." Yeah. Uh, Gross. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the heat waves coming on. You can cook an egg on this gush. <laughs> this is two hundred and fifty Fahrenheit gush. That's what this. I would is. rather not <laughs> cook. You want to cook an egg in some gush? No. It's all right. It I doesn't, don't. It, it, the egg, it's, it's viscous. It'll just slide off the egg when you pull it out of the pan. It's great.
1: Wow, I'm sure the microphone didn't pick that up, but for some reason uh Siri decided to chime in from my phone. <laughs> and after I said I don't, I just hear this little robot lady voice go, "Well, if you don't, you don't." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
0: It's also weird that Siri has a designated answer for I don't. I guess yeah. it's not Siri. Stop
1: listening to me. Apple
0: 1984 uh anyway we we did not say everything that's in these interviews please go check them out if you like transformers and especially if you like the toys this kind of stuff will just make you enjoy the toys even more um and i hope we get more of this i want to i hope that within the next like i'm gonna say handful of years we are going to be able to just append designer names to nearly every Transformer ever made. That is my hope. Uh, I think that that is something that designers deserve, and I think that will open up the discussion of Transformers toys, like, exponentially. Like, when we're able to say whose body of work is what, when we're able to identify through lines that the same designer may have existing in various toys, whether or not they intended to... uh, I, I am so longing for that era of this uh, fandom because it's one of the biggest things we're missing right now. That a lot of Transformers toys are just created by this nebulous company for the most part. Um, so anyway, check out those interviews, uh, Seth. That brings us. It's 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 kind of a it's kind of a short news week. And I, I was, I very much after I got to the Hero, uh interviews, I, I just stopped scrolling through the front page because I was like, nothing else is going to be as cool as this. I don't even want to, I don't want to stuff some news item in under, the, like, was there any Transformers news you saw that jumped out at you? I just don't recall much else from this past no. week. Um, I can't
1: say there was.
0: It's mostly just like new toy sightings. Anything
1: too exciting, Yeah. And uh guess what? Not sighting anything around here.
0: What we got this week, Seth? Did you sight anything around? I made a mistake of
1: going to a Walmart. Oh, Let me no. tell you about not finding anything. Is you,
0: how how are the American Walmarts right now?
1: Well, I only know the Rona Park Walmart.
0: How is the Rona Park Walmart right now?
1: It's a desolate wasteland <laughs> of misery. It's a void of life. It is where the it's it's where the happiness ends
0: (laughs) that's the worst that's like there
1: was yeah like there was the the time where people were predicting the fall of toys r us and it was definitely on the the decline and the the big thing was like walmart don't kill toys r us walmart don't kill them and i would like go (laughs) to walmart and be like how yeah how there's nothing here and what is here is garbage I mean, it's all garbage
0: the idea that the competition killed toys r us is already couched in kind of a false assumption because the friggin billionaires killed toys r us by infecting yeah. it with debt for like a decade <laughs> whatever right. well
1: this was like a decade ago so oh. it was before it, it was <laughs> before things were actually getting bad but yeah the company was like on a bit of a decline at the time but yep it, it was like and I still go into Walmart's or this one Walmart and go to the toy section and be like, but how? Like, there's never anything here. Oh, there's those Duck Dynasty figures. Oh, great. Oh, so neat. No. <laughs>
0: Now, like like the the Walmart that I'm able to go to the easiest, the Dufferin Walmart is is basically like it's 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 always in this, in in one state or another. Either all the new stuff just showed up there, and it's all on rollback. Have fun, it's all right here. And if that's not the case, check it out. It's like one and a half Legends toys for months, and it's <laughs> uh it's unpleasant. Also, like getting into Magic the Gathering, I started to go like, hey, maybe I'll look at the cards here at Walmart it's incredible how walmart seems aware of what's popular in card games the way they price their stuff where i was like hey these challenger decks they're like 30 bucks i wonder if they have them cheaper at walmart and they're like 50 bucks at the at dufferin walmart i was like D- it's like you know that hazard at the fervent isn't the, the red one uh this is gross this seems lousy <laughs> um yeah I, I also haven't found any new transformers uh Yet, although I, uh, I heard that there, I'm, I'm, I have fingers crossed that come Thursday I might finally get a blot because I do have things I just haven't opened them yet. I got um, uh, Ripper Snapper and Cutthroat from the Terrorcons. It's just that without blot there, I've I still haven't opened them. They've been sitting on a chair in package for like a week and a half because I'm like I should open them, but I'm like I want to film the packaging so I can chuck the packaging. I want blot i'd rather film all three of them together i don't feel like i'm chomping at the bit to mess with a new cutthroat sorry ripper snapper <laughs> so i still haven't opened them up I'm, i, I want to find blot so I'm, I'm hoping i can find blot later this week uh so yeah uh transformers wise the only stuff i really have to that's new is i played the transformers card game with uh wow uh with, with uh, podcast uh, guest contributor random underscore factor. <clears throat> we, we both had starter sets, thanks to Aaron, uh, who did some legwork at Gen Con and was a champ. Uh, and uh, so we played starter versus starter. Uh, so it was mirror match for the most part. We tried we tried swapping in some characters from the, uh, the Gen Con convention packs uh, as we could for a second game. And uh, if you're only playing with starters in the Gen Con pack, there is definitely a ceiling on how far the game can go. But when you think about the notion that you may have not always three or four characters and that, you know, there's going to be all kinds of different abilities, there's going to be tribal abilities, uh, the game has massive potential and I'm really excited for it because even with just the starters, the game runs smooth as hell and there were some really clear, um, clever pl- gameplay ideas just in the starter decks. Like granted, the starters, you are mostly trying to stack attack power and then set up some kind of combo where you're going to have lots of attack and you're going to potentially break the, the tempo of the turns and get one of your characters to untap and attack before everyone untaps. Um, and that's basically this, the starter decks play super aggro. You aren't, you aren't playing defensively at all. And so it's, if you're playing starter versus starter, you're just both racing to kill each other. Um, the game runs fast. That's probably going to be how a lot of it plays in the end regardless. But once there's more synergy um, available and once you can construct the battle card deck, I'm kind of hype. Uh, I don't think it's going to be like literally Magic the Gathering level of like, you know, it's not going to be 25 years of cards to mess with, etc. But it plays so smooth and there are so many potential deck building ideas. I'm I'm uh, looking forward to TFCon Chicago where hopefully a bunch of us will be able to, to play it in person. Um. So that's my cardboard report that is on topic. Seth, who knew that we we'd actually have like on topic tabletop gaming to talk about on this show? It's
1: well we've known this card game was coming for a while, so
0: who'd have known? How could we possibly so... have known? No one could have ever so... guessed. Uh I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but transformers wise it's it's yeah it's figures i haven't oh you know what i did whoa, uh, whoa. Oh, oh, oh. there was a tf con thing let me go pick pull up a photo so you can see it um, all right there was a mastermind creations exclusive that uh was caught in customs so i did not get mine until uh just recently um i just have to find the version i got because the, they did uh, a drift from the comic books and so Mm -hmm. at tfcon they did uh, an exclusive version which was uh drift but in movie drift colors with a soft goods wire posable cape or um poncho kind of thing it's called a cape can i just send you this image link i think i can (laughs) nope that's not it
1: i think i can i think i can believe in yourself
0: so basically, they were able to give me the, the poncho at TFCon, and uh, now I finally have the figure that it goes with. So this is just their Drift figure, which is a good figure. I'm, I'm happy about it. Uh, the movie the movie Drift colors actually work on it pretty well. The poncho is purple. Uh, it's, a, it's a poncho and a scarf, both wire posable, and they're double stitched. So there's actually like two Ooh. layers. Uh, darker color on the inside and a uh, lighter color on the outside. Uh, it looks really cool. It has a big-ass kanji on the back, kind of shinguki style. Um, and uh, I, I'm, I'm quite pleased with it. They, they did a good job on the soft goods, and that's not something that a lot of companies can actually do right. Uh, so this tells me that if Mastermind wants to pursue doing other soft goods for their robot toys, they'd probably be able to pull it off if they were able to match this standard. Uh, the wire is nice and rigid, and still quite easy to pose. Doesn't feel fragile. Uh, the the actual cloth, it's double layered stitched. It feels very high quality. Um, it sits on the figure pretty darn well, and if you like, it never looks floaty. Um, if you like, you usually want to pose it so it looks like it's billowing in the wind. But I, I'm not finding them running into the case where the wire is fighting back against me, like with that stupid MathX Darth Vader figure's cape. <laughs> um, I hate that figure I, I, I'm i really wanting to make a video about it because I really dislike it uh, and a lot of people say it's the best Darth Vader figure on the market and that makes me get angry so I really, really want to cut the friggin' thing down it has plenty of quality so I can't just be mean but people just are never talking about how lousy it's cape is They're just oh, it's the best head sculpt ever uh, anyway that's neither here nor there but uh, yeah I'm quite happy with the figure uh, Stray Asteri- uh, Asterisk is the name of the figure uh, Seth, are you? How, how are you thinking those colors look?
1: That oh, looks good.
0: Yeah, he's got swords. He's got yeah a, swords. He's got that Ronin some, look.
1: Some wheels on his shoulders.
0: Yeah, those are those actually fold in. Whoever took that photo didn't fold the wheels in. Oh, how dare they!
1: What? What a noob!
0: No, yeah, that's that's what I said. Um. But yeah, that's my on-topic. What we got this week? So Seth, let's go off-topic. Okay. Uh, When you were at that Walmart or anywhere else, did you find anything? This.
1: Hang on, I completely distracted myself because I closed Discord.
0: Oh no! Well, you're still here. I can hear you. Yeah.
1: Well, (laughs) when you close the window, it doesn't.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It does the thing. Kill
1: the thing. Yeah. Which is a huge pain in the nuts because. i don't want to leave discord open for two weeks yeah (laughs) um because who knows what's going on Um, discord
0: spying on you
1: i did not get anything at walmart all right because i have dignity um was it
0: or is it also because it was desolate everywhere not just the transformer section
1: all right oh yeah the whole thing is uh It's a whole thing. Um, But I did get some off-topic toy items via our friends at Big Bad Toy Store. Whoa! So I don't know if they just got it super late or I had to wait for like another round of them to come in. I probably didn't pre-order them early enough and had to wait for like the next round to come in. But Star Wars Black Series 6-inch Wave 27 set of three for everyone's favorite star wars movie the adventures of young han solo and friends
0: i still don't Uh, know who's in the wave
1: the the young han solo
0: oh that one all right
1: the young lando corisian and the range trooper
0: that's the boots trooper Um, right
1: yes the big boots trooper all right which much much like emphy's nest or ne- nest yep, yeah yep. if nest um i like a lot because they're really good in the star wars galaxy heroes game <laughs> uh my range trooper is five stars because you cannot farm him anywhere right now um but even at five stars and not the full seven stars uh when added into my imperial trooper squad it increased their damage output for, by almost a million damage in the Sith Raid. So that's pretty damn good. I recommend people add range trooper to your Imperial Trooper squads as soon as possible.
0: It sounds like they did a lot more in that game than they did in the movie.
1: <laughs> uh, well, it, you get a uh, chance of calling to assist when an Imperial Trooper attacks. So instead of a single attack, you could get a double attack Mm -hmm. and effectively doubling your damage output.
0: Well, in the movie, you see how they got those boots. Yeah. And you think those boots, hey, maybe those boots are like gravity boots or mag magnet boots that clamp them down onto a surface. Uh Uh-huh. They do and that's it that's that's all that that was it they were there for a scene they showed a thing of the boots clamping them down to a surface they walked on the surface they got shot because they're stormtroopers and they never showed up again so i was like the game
1: (laughs) uh, well one of the special abilities of the range trooper in the game uh you tap the button and then it stomps its feet down as though it's planting itself okay shoots calls to assist and gives everybody a buff
0: that's way better than they were in the movie also <laughs> I thought for a second you were going to say he used his boots to stomp his feet down and then knock people over or something and I was about to get no. really mad uh, <laughs> that they were cooler in the game than in the movie by that much <laughs> if you were going to tell me like oh yeah they got a super move where they just use the mag boots to like they do a jump kick where they suck the other person towards them with magnet power I was just going to be like you know what I'm just I'm going to throw my hands in the air <laughs>
1: now i never saw all three of these in the store like at the same time yeah like i would see lots of hans i would see lots of troopers, but i would never see lando and then i finally did see a lando in target after this set was already in my pile of loot and then they had lando and they had han but they had no range troopers so it was like okay well i'm just gonna wait (laughs) and i'll get him from big bad because i'm never going to find all three at the same time and if i can't get a whole wave at once i don't want it because i don't want to go through the deal of like oh my god i got to find one or two more and i'm pulling my hair out because i can't find them and i'm not patient enough to wait
0: i know the feeling because also like if i get part of a wave where i want the whole wave It just makes me like, I don't know how to put this. I'm messing with the partial wave that I have and I'm, I'm messing with the figures while only thinking about the ones I don't have. And there's something about that that I just find really troublesome. Yeah.
1: Well, the, the little hairy shawl on the range trooper, I don't know if there was like a running change on that. I remember when I would see it in the store back when they were first coming out, it looked not great. Uh, but on the one I got, it's pretty good.
0: Is it? Uh, is it as actual... Far as far soft
1: goods on a Hasbro figure goes.
0: Oh, okay. I I, I wonder yeah. if maybe you just... You ended up getting a good one, and there were just bad ones. Yeah, well, once person. it's so
1: much later, I wonder if they didn't, like, do a running change and fix something, or if they just look bad in the package, but then you straighten it out on the actual toy, and it's fine. Yeah, they uh, might have done a running know. change. Like, they way, did that it's...
0: for Kylo Ren uh, on his first figure. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, whether it's a running change or it just looks better out of the package than in, I don't know, but it's uh, it's it's all right.
0: Someone who knows their Star Wars toys, feel free to chime in in the thread. Let us know.
1: Yeah, then I also got in that box the Avengers Infinity War Marvel Legends Wave Two set of six. Call Obsidian Build a Figure Standard Grade. Ooh. So the Build-A-Figure was called Obsidian.
0: I found out. That's
1: the big one.
0: Maybe because I wasn't paying enough attention to him, but apparently that Cull Obsidian does not look like he does in the movie. And I was like, I can't care. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently that's like some like concept art Cull Obsidian or something. That's what I saw going Uh on on Twitter anyway. I, I just was like, he still looks the same to me.
1: It's close enough. Yeah. Uh I haven't compared. I didn't I haven't brought up screenshots and held it the toy up next to it. He's big, he's lumpy. Uh close enough.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh running down the figures in that wave. We have this uh dark elf guy.
0: Go oh, him, um, the one that made me not whatever. buy the wave. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like whatever.
0: Malachith.
1: Malachith, whatever. Uh we have the Black Knight. Um I am not into comic book style figures right now. But the Black Knight is a really good comic book style figure.
0: He actually is the figure from that wave I kind of wanted to get by himself. I he didn't... looks
1: like he could hang out with your... Uh, um, oh, Mythic Legions. Mythic Legions. I was remembering the word Legion. I could not remember the word Mythic.
0: Yeah, I've seen a lot of photos people were taking with him looking good next to those. The thing about him that blew my mind, I just missed this. I didn't realize he came with those extra heads. Yeah. And like that friggin' fills that toy out. Like, that is a good-looking figure.
1: Yes. I am not an expert on the character Black Knight, uh, but I do know he was introduced as a villain in, like, the full face-covering bucket helmet. Yep. I believe is his villainous look.
0: And I, if I recall correctly, because when I was a kid, I thought he looked cool, and I read his Marvel profile, and I got really confused and then kind of forgot about him. I believe he's one of those <laughs> characters whose fate was he eventually just, like, became a cosmic cube or something and flew off into space. <laughs> and All right. there's some of that Jack Kirby cosmic stuff before I got really into it, I, it just confused me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I don't know if it's a case of he was a bad guy and then turned babyface and joined the Avengers. Because I'd, there was a brief time in, like, the mid-'80s. I read Avengers for, like, five months and then didn't care anymore because it was, like, a really, like, C-level version of the Avengers. Yeah. Like, it had Dr. Druid who was in the lineup. <laughs> like, who is this guy? He's lame. <laughs> uh, but Black Knight was one of the Avengers at the time. Um, and this smoother helmet like not the one with the ears is how i think he looked then yeah um
0: i feel so like i
1: I, yeah so i don't know if it's a a face turn situation or there were two different guys
0: so i'm not gonna look it up the name i refuse to look it up but Me i too. vaguely remember that there was a profile in my marvel profile book for a black knight 2 and so it might have been two different guys i refuse to look it up <laughs> I want to. I am handing a victory to someone to correct me. This is me. This is my gift. This is my birthday gift to you, dear listener. I am handing this to you to correct me. I refuse to look it up. I am going to go off vague childhood memories. Uh, I, there might have been two of them, and the good guy one uh, turned into a cosmic cube. That's what I, that's my that's my story, and I am sticking to it. All right.
1: Uh, then we got Thor. We got Infinity War style Thor. Uh, which is fine. Mm-hmm. He's fine. He's got the axe. There's like a lightning effect thing on the axe. Hey, if you want Thor with an axe for your collection, this is Thor with an axe. Uh, he's just fine. All right. Uh, Black Widow. Hmm. Is this She's blonde? Pretty good. Yes. Okay. She is a blonde Black Widow lady
0: with the green um, whatever.
1: Yeah, kind of like a green tactical vest situation a couple like big long clubs that you could stick together into a pole that falls apart if you look at funny because the little peg that connects them is super (laughs) tiny um face sculpt is pretty good Mm -hmm. it's okie dokie oh and she comes with like a couple other weird little things that go into holsters on her thighs um i don't remember Them from the movie. So here's a lot's going on in that damn movie. Here's the thing
0: about the the fig arts version of that had those holsters and has nothing to go in them. They're just empty. And I thought that her sticks went in them, but the sticks store on her back. So fig arts just skipped the holsters. I wonder if maybe they were just empty in the movie. Like maybe it was like
1: or she had like weird little taser things that I don't remember. Yeah, or something. I don't know. There was a lot going on. Also, might have zap proximate midnight with them or something. i have no idea
0: her entire costume looked like a discussion with someone that was supposed to happen that never happened in the movie and every time i've looked at figures of her i keep having the moment again where i'm like why is she wearing a green jumpsuit and has blonde hair and what did i miss this all this all <laughs> feels like it was actually gonna be some conversation with like bruce or something and then or with steve and this never happened and it, So she just, she sticks out like sore thumbs somehow. (laughs) Yeah, like,
1: are we just supposed to assume that she changed her hair color because they were on the lamb?
0: Because people have said, no, it's an homage to to Blonde Black Widow. And I'm like, no, I get, I get what it can be an homage to.
1: Those were, those were different people though. Yeah,
0: those are different people. I get that it's an homage. What I'm saying (laughs) is in the, in the, in the context of the story, I get she's on the lamb. Sure. But like, where did half this stuff come from? Like, it's just, I don't know, because Steve Rogers has a different costume, but you can it has a story that is visually told by it. It's like a worn out Captain America costume. You, can, you yeah. can see what's going on. She's wearing a whole bunch of stuff in stuff that's not her color palette. And with superheroes, that's kind of important. Like, Captain America is maintaining the color palette on his worn out costume. You can still, at a glance, tell who he is. And, like, like I don't think Blonde Black Widow used, like, military green in anything. So I don't know. I just found her, her whole look very confusing. Um, it
1: might have been a deal where the colors were muted in the film to the point where it didn't really read as green. Yeah. And that the toy is more brightly colored. Speaking of which, uh-huh. how about the wasp? All
0: right. The wasp.
1: The wasp. I wish the yellows were this bright in the movie as they are on the toy because what's the point of being called the wasp and having like this almost black yellow parts so it just looks like you're wearing black oh did um, so did
0: that movie get the the classic marvel color grading treatment
1: yeah i guess like where they like there's barely any yellow on that costume in the movie that's a shame yeah it's uh it looks way better on the toy i wish the yellow it's more gold than like a gold yeah uh but I wish it was this pronounced. The character's name is Wasp. She already got wings. Just <laughs> go with it.
0: The, the, the I way I refer know. to that color grading is I is it's the, the scene in Civil War when they're all going to have the superhero fight. Uh, it's just so gray f- for how many different costumes are standing there. That's kinda of, to me like the the scene to, to point out when you want to talk about the Marvel like in house color grading is like mm-hmm. Spider-Man and, and Iron Man and Captain America and all these characters are standing there and they all kind of mush together visually somehow. And it's they probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah.
1: So she comes with uh fist hands, open hands, a backpack with wings and a backpack without wings if you want her wings to be folded up and tucked away. That's nice. Um she has a helmeted and unhelmeted head the unhelmeted head is fine it's not like oh my god this is one of the best heads i've ever seen but it is not bad Mm -hmm. uh her helmet head does something really cool that i wish the ant-man helmet did and that is there's sculpted eyes and that part of her face underneath a clear yellow plastic visor oh that's cool and it looks real good and it is really disappointing that the Ant-Man helmet just has red painted
0: eyes. That's unfortunate because that means that her lenses are clear and his aren't. That, right. That means massive visual dissonance when you stand the two partner figures next to each other. Right. That's And uh, it
1: kind of starts coming off feeling like they were trying to save money with the Ant-Man figure in this set. Because she comes with two heads, two backpacks, one with big ass wings and two sets of hands our buddy ant-man comes with a helmet and a paul redhead and this is and the that's
0: paul redhead like this,
1: this is the smirky ass paul Rediest paul redhead <laughs> that you could hope for this is paul red Rudd looking like he looked on david letterman right after the last episode of friends when he told the story that uh during the rap party he went around trying to pitch um a spin off show for himself, <laughs> and uh all the cast looking at him like he was a jerk and should leave because he's not really part of the cast, <laughs> <laughs> and then smirking as uh, letterman laughed as did the audience um yeah, this is very paul ready um is is in a neck and neck race with Martin Freeman over diagonal mouth marvel figureheads
0: yeah i took another look at that martin freeman and like (laughs) i think paul rudd wins but in a way where martin freeman is like why are you trying to do this martin freeman why why are you engaging in this pointless contest that makes you look stupid what are you doing
1: (laughs) uh they're going to war with who can make their mouth most diagonal (laughs) um but yeah so I I just wish the helmet had that extra level of detail that the Wasp got uh, just because they would look a lot better together if they both looked so rad. Yeah. Um, but it is very obviously just opaque paint eyes on the Ant-Man helmet. But then you could also argue, why would you ever want to use the helmet when you could be using that <laughs> smirky ass face?
0: Yeah. What's movie accuracy? I don't know. What's Paul Rudd more important? Uh, I forgot that Wasp and Ant Man were in that Call Obsidian assortment. For some reason, I kept thinking of them as like a two-pack or you know two-figure thing that shipped uh-huh. on its own.
1: Nope.
0: Well, nuts. They are
1: in that Call Obsidian. Uh, then the last two things that were in the box go together. Mm -hmm. they're sh figure arts they're not actually for me they were for my girlfriend yep um because i got her watching dragon ball z to be specific Mm -hmm. so that happened because i was listening to all systems goku and then i was like hey i want to look at these old episodes again i haven't seen dragon ball in a very long time and then I would just start watching it, and she would kind of, like, see some of it, and she'd hear it from the other room, and then she'd, like, sit down, and then she got super into it, and she has a crush on Vegeta. And then we finished all the Dragon Ball Z, and then we rolled into Dragon Ball Super, and now she has two crushes. Uh, She's in a love triangle with Vegeta and Whis. All right. So she had to have Whis and it doesn't make sense to not have burris to hang out with weese so she made me order her burris and weese
0: oh that's what and, you uh, were tweeting those for i get it now you tweeted the a picture of them right yeah yeah i was wondering what that was all right
1: <laughs> well i i i said in the tweet that uh
0: this this was one of those that they were
1: my girlfriend's first figure arts or something like that or first Dragon Ball toys or something like that.
0: This 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 tweet falls into the realm of tweets where I'm flipping through my phone while still half asleep when I just woke up, uh-huh. uh, and a lot of the text of those tweets ejects out of my brain within about twenty minutes. So I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't remember any of the context. I just remembered the picture. That's cool.
1: Yeah, she. She loves those characters.
0: They've got a Mr. Satan figure arts uh coming out next yes. year.
1: I held up a picture of it. Uh it is on the front page of Big Bad Toy Store as we speak. Uh-huh. And she went, ha, that's cool. And then didn't care anymore because she does not like Mr. Satan that way. Oh, jeez. Um, she very, very bad wants a Vegeta with black hair, not Super Saiyan hair. Um I have the one that they did from the Saiyan saga where he has the big long shoulder pads and his tail wrapped around his waist. Mm -hmm. She doesn't like that style armor. She wants the no shoulder pad armor and no tail, black hair. Ain't nobody's making that. (laughs) He's always got Super Saiyan hair. So uh, I don't know if she's going to give in because I already have that too. (laughs) She she could just take that one instead of buying a whole another one. But uh, maybe someday they will do a black-haired Vegeta in the style of her preference.
0: They've done enough Vegetas that, again, I'm going to throw this to the audience. If anyone knows that they've done that Vegeta, please let us know in the thread for the podcast. I forgot that Vegeta had different costumes, so uh, I am of no help here. I don't know my Dragon Balls very well.
1: Um, he has at least three styles of armor that
0: he wears over
1: the series oh geez at least three there may be other slight variants that i'm not specifically remembering off the top of my head
0: well congratulations for rejoining the sh figure arts family
1: no that's hers those are hers
0: collectively the she two paid of you. for
1: them i just ordered for her.
0: you you by association you both have rejoined the sh figure you you have joined and rejoined the sh figure arts family yeah um well seth is there anything else off topic on your end
1: nope that's it that's all
0: all right well i don't think i got anything else off topic um I've been getting i've been getting more i've been i've been fulfilling my needs of organizational stuff for cards. Uh that's been fun. I'm just about done. Um and I uh, I'm I'm going to I'm going to play some more card games uh in the coming weeks. Like poker. I was actually cuz I've been messing around with a deck of uh cards that are like made for 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 cardistry stuff cuz I find that is very relaxing and good for my finger joints. My brother got me a deck of that stuff a while ago. I was messing with it, sitting there, going, "Like you know, if I actually knew how to play poker, I could actually I could make double use out of these." But I haven't acted upon that yet. I don't remember how poker works. I just know that like I know a bunch of words from poker, but I don't know what they go with. Like five cards, stud, and uh, <laughs> and uh, go fish, and uh, ace and know,
1: I know the hands. The, the winning hands and their order of dominance over each other, uh, I don't know how you get to the part where you show your cards. Yeah. Like, the whole, the whole, what I I raise. Yeah. I see, I call. Like, I don't I don't know that
0: part. And, and then, like, there's variants <laughs> of it, and there's the one where it's like, you have a hand, but you can also use the, the hand the dealer is revealing.
1: Yeah, and there's something called a river.
0: Yeah. <sighs> this is the thing i've been playing all these nicely created n- and easy to get into smooth running yet complex in practice tabletop card games and you know, look at poker and i'm just like what demented person came up with this mess of a game it's got no consistency <laughs> it's a <laughs> i'm inviting a lot of abuse from poker enthusiasts who may be listening but i'm curious if any poker enthusiasts are listening so I'm, maybe i'm i'm baiting a hook here uh oh
1: i did i did get one card related thing i wasn't thinking of oh so, this has to do with Dungeons and Dragons
0: that's not I've been playing a in a campaign game. for
1: several well there are card there can be cards of all oh okay. there are companies that make officially licensed cards um like spell cards. they're very handy hmm. You just go, "Oh, these are the spells that my wizard has available, so I pull all <laughs> these cards out of the arcane spell deck Lightning and ball? I have a quick and easy reference for what my spells are um so i've been playing in a campaign for a few months um i'm slowly gearing up to start dming um Mm -hmm. a little bit for practice for what will hopefully eventually be that podcast i teased doing Almost a year ago. Back (laughs) in the the fifth anniversary. (laughs) It's been a lot of months uh, since I brought that up on the show. Um, But I need practice. I need to get games under my belt. I need to practice DMing again because I'm relearning everything. Um, So I thought it would be fun to introduce pretty early on a deck of many things. Um, A deck of many things can completely destroy a campaign. (laughs) They can instantly kill characters. They can make characters super powerful in a very brief amount of time. It is extremely dangerous to draw cards from the deck of many things. The safest bet is if your party gets a hold of one to throw it into a volcano And (laughs) and not risk it, it is a bad time, and it's way more fun if you have cards to physically represent the deck. So, if the player says, I feel like maybe dying, I'm gonna draw from the deck, then you could pull out an actual deck of cards and they could pick a card, flip it over, and find out how bad their lives are gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in the book if you want to use playing cards they have a list of like use the king of diamonds for this and for that and it's like oh that's not nearly as interesting um so i went on etsy and there is a person selling a specifically made deck of many things but the cards are massive like five inches long <laughs> and i was like uh eh, and then i found on amazon a, a tarot dar- card deck and i know a lot of the names of the deck of many thing cards share the names of tarot cards and you got crazy pictures and I figured, okay, well I'll just make this work. So the, these cards are a little more reasonable in size and it was actually cheaper than the thing that the person on Netsy was selling. Uh, so I got a tarot deck. I was about um, to
0: suggest tarot deck. If you were, yeah. if this story ended with, I just didn't get one to my brother uh, took a tarot class, uh, tar- a tarot reading class um there's a whole other story i can go into after you're done but uh he was showing me some tarot deck stuff those things are cool
1: yeah like there was so there were some neat decks um that i was seeing on amazon um one had azroth in the name and it was all like eldritch horror style like black and white artwork like really gross like creepy stuff and uh that looked really cool except for it was very expensive and uh i didn't want to spend a lot of money on this yeah (laughs) uh then i came across another deck that was more affordable and had really creepy artwork but when i showed my girlfriend she thought it was too creepy and there were way too many like topless pregnant women in the artwork i guess like the the death card is a topless pregnant woman holding a scythe with a skull face. And she was like this. I don't, why is death pregnant? This doesn't make, this is gross. I'm vetoing this. Don't buy that deck. (laughs) And I was like, well, I want, I want it to be creepy. Like, like I don't want to just get like the generic classic, like simple artwork tarot deck. I want something weird. Um, so what I ended up with wasn't weird, but it it did have like a higher quality artwork and uh and um some kind of not not really creepy but a little bit darker style imagery let me uh see if I could send you a link some of the cards look really cool um and I do not buy into the whole fortune telling thing whatsoever i sent you a link to the (laughs) amazon that's that's why i wanted to Um, share
0: my brother's outlook because it's it's actually it was a really healthy way to think about tarot reading that I, i hadn't considered and it was like this is really cool what you're doing that looks cool
1: yeah some of the cards are really cool so like you have like the the major arcana i think it is and that's where you have like the sun and the star and the hanged man and death and all those cards then you have the suit cards and there's four suits and the the way they do the suit cards is the the uh the style of the four suits are uh, they match um themselves and but are take different inspiration so like one of the suits all the art all the uh, the style art art style is more um asian themed another one's more like 17th century english kind of themed yeah so they're they they take from different uh different styles in the suits which uh which make them cool now some of the cards have a one-for-one name equivalent with the deck of many things and that makes it easy then i found a list of suggestions for using tarot cards in the deck and which cards you should use in replacement uh, I think I'm going to come up with my own substitutes. Like I want to use as many matching names as possible for simplicity. Yeah. Um, but like, as I was looking at this suggestion list and looking at some of the cards, I was like, ah, but this, this artwork on this card, I don't think really matches the name. Um, so I'm going to like flip through cause I have tons of these cards. <laughs> it's a, there's a lot of cards in a full blown deck. Um, so I'm going to, uh, I'll just come up with my own list based on which artwork I think works better or looks cooler. Yeah. So I just have to go through that. Then my big idea was to try to slow down the players from getting it. Once I introduce it was to get a puzzle box and have them find the puzzle box and have like a physical puzzle box for them to try to figure out how to open. <laughs> Um, but the only puzzle box I was able to find, and I looked on a bunch of sites that had an interior space big enough to hold these cards. And these aren't huge cards. They're about as wide as like standard playing cards, but a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't find a puzzle box that they would fit in, um, that either isn't way more expensive than is worth like i don't want to spend over a hundred dollars for this for this gimmick or um if it is on the more affordable side the puzzle solution is so simple it's like why even bother they'll figure this out in less than a minute yeah then what what was the point of any of it <laughs> so i'm giving up on the puzzle box idea <laughs> um that being said i saw some really cool looking puzzle boxes That cost at least $100, if not more. (laughs) Like handmade from Japan. Taking like 27 to 48 movements to get open.
0: That's so cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, with like these really elaborate designs, like inlaid wood designs, to try to like mask where things might move with these like intricate, like geometric patterns um those boxes are really neat um but did not have a large enough interior space and were very expensive so i think that's
0: all i got well my my little story is a is actually even more of a side thing i have recently ordered from a magic shop in canada a bunch more um playing card decks that are made for like doing flourishy stuff with them because they just looked really cool so that'll be a future of what we got this week. But uh, my, brother, wow. my brother's whole thing on on fortune telling is kind of his whole thing on mentalism as well, which he he learned some of, which is like with fortune telling, he actually set up an Etsy shop. He's like, hey, who knows? Maybe someone will actually buy one of these. Uh, he's set up an Etsy shop where he's like, I will give you a tarot reading under the pretense that I believe tarot card reading is absurd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And he—that's that was his approach to doing the class. He's like, I, he's basically said, like, his outlook, and I think it's really healthy, is like, obviously the cards are not the cosmos speaking to you. Like, obviously the cards do not know better than you. They, they're not telling you the gospel truth, and you don't have to do what the cards tell you to do. But if you are just sitting there unable to think of something to do, be it something creatively, be it something in your life, you do a tarot reading, knowing how tarot readings work, and it's a bunch of stimulus, and it might give you an idea of what to do and if it doesn't all you were doing was looking at a bunch of dumb cards and it's not like you've you've failed them or if they show you something you don't like it's just a bunch of dumb cards you don't have to do what they tell what they tell you to do but it, uh, like creatively for writing and stuff you found like it was actually quite helpful if you're sitting there like I don't know what to do I'm going to do a tarot reading to see what it looks like Um, and then he's, he's done a tarot reading for me a couple times and I was like, yeah, this is sort of cool. Like, you know, I, I know that you, my brother do not have an intrinsic connection to the cosmos and that neither you nor your cards are capable of reading my mind or the future. Um, but this was some interesting stimulus and it gave me something to think about. So I, that that was a really healthy way to think about tarot reading, and the instructor. My brother took like an online course uh, in tarot reading, and, and the instructor had a similar mindset. Uh, and I was like, that is such a healthy way to think about what is ultimately still an interesting uh, practice, you know, as a side thing. Um, so anyway, that's my little story.
1: Yeah. I sent you a link to one of those boxes. Oh
0: oh that's cool i always yeah
1: i always 21 move box
0: i always kind of get tempted by these things and then it's like yeah it's 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 the combination of the cost which is completely understandable um and then also i'm like what will i actually use it for (laughs) because i it was it was it was a combination of i've always liked hellraiser and then i played those ios games the room uh really put a flavor for puzzle boxes in my mouth but i I was like i I don't want to spend a hundred bucks on a bespoke puzzle box and I'll maybe like put a note in that says you solved it or something. <laughs> well, if you had weed, you, you could have had your weed, weed in it. it. That's
1: right. Um, <laughs> but like I watched a couple videos of, of people opening uh, boxes from this, this company. And even when you know what you're doing, it takes a while. So you wouldn't want to put anything in there that you might want right away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All your medication. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, that's cool, and uh, yeah, congrats uh, on getting a good tarot deck. Uh, you can also get you can go on Etsy and get like a leather case for it if you want. You can get a if you don't want if you don't want people's Cheeto covered hands to foul them up, you can get some <laughs> sleeves for them too. Um, was that I think that that sounds like that brings us to the end of what we got this week. Yeah, I only say that because I also I ordered a pizza while we were podcasting, and it's now in quality check. uh oh Uh, so i keep an eye on the on the buzzer but uh seth thank you for joining me this week
1: all right well thanks for having me
0: yeah and uh thank you all for listening we'll be back with some more transformers talk when we're back with some more transformers talk and until then uh have a good um penultimate week of august and uh stay safe out there
1: (laughs) i thought you were gonna say of of the world It's hey like, did you know something are we
0: gonna blow up well i, I consulted the cards and uh oh no, no i'm safe did you get the comet i here's what i'll say i'm safe i hope you're all safe too
1: did you get the comet and then death and it's like oh no that,
0: the comet's gonna blow up the earth death means life that's the whole that's the whole tarot thing death means life
1: but like doesn't whether or not it's upside down or right side up make a difference
0: i mean it can also, bear in mind, tarot cards are, are just cards. It's just stimulus you're, you're coming up with. They don't mean anything. They mean it's wizard stuff. They mean whatever you need them to. Me- Go to my brother's Etsy and uh, purchase a session from him. He will email you your your tarot reading once you tell him the info he needs to know. And uh,
1: well, here's the thing. One of the re- one of the other reasons I didn't mention why I didn't get that deck of many things deck off of Etsy was the sellers in Canada, and I just didn't want to deal with it. Oh, no. So, oh, sorry, Evangelist's
0: no. brother. <laughs> Ruined Archive. Well, he's not selling tarot decks. He's selling tarot. He didn't find his store. Uh, I didn't look for
1: his store, and I know he's not selling decks, but the I didn't want to deal with, like, currency exchange and But waiting. you're in a
0: better position for the currency exchange.
1: I didn't want to deal with the... <laughs> It's gonna take longer, even though I'm not actually gonna need these cards probably for months. <laughs> I didn't want to wait. <laughs> uh, it's kind of... I, don't got, I don't got all this time to be waiting for cards. Yeah, that's. I got stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> Spend my whole life waiting around for a deck of cards. I got puzzle to come boxes. I'm from Canada.
0: To... I got puzzle boxes to consult. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna press... outsourcing outsourcing my card jobs.
0: I'm gonna push stop. Add all that up. I don't know what the f*** it means, but you got some badass perpetrators they are here to stay.